0: So it's like you're Captain Picard and Bo's Riker, and that means I get to be
1: Lieutenant Commander Data. We just lost <laughs> 50% of our audience. It's it wouldn't be the first
0: time.
2: Jetpacks go a long way to winning people over, I tell you. You walk around with a jetpack, everyone will want to be your friend. Like,
0: <laughs> See? And there goes the other 50% of our <laughs>
2: And welcome to the good, bad, or bullshit podcast Three guys, random topics, unlimited opinion It's a place where like some Russian guy said Conversation is a foundation for deeper thought Or something like that But welcome to the show Uh, You're going to have a good time today If this is your first listen Because we are going to select a topic at random And debate it in only the way that we know how and you'll have to tune in and listen to find out how that is. Joining me, as always, is our connoisseur of—I don't know—he's he knows stuff. It's Crofton Steers, everyone. He's the best. Hello, Crofton.
1: Hey, Bo. How's it going? Good. How's it going, listeners? I, I like how you're like—you're gonna find out the way we debate topics. I wanted to interrupt and be like badly, <laughs> but <Well>. instead. <laughs>
2: We're self-deprecating, but in reality, you know, I think people who are fans of the show tune in for a reason, because we're insane or something.
1: It's the the Canadian side of me.
2: Yeah. And also joining us is the man who you will find in the land of deeper thought and higher learning, or critical thinking, the world's uh, most... Mm, I just words are escaping me today it's Michael Hodgins everybody
0: <laughs> I'm like a complete <laughs> airhead like, sorry wow, some great intros yeah like, the Russian like, guy's name the Russian guy's name was Lev Vygotsky and I kind of remember that because nobody knows who that is so it's it's not like you're quoting you're like Gandhi said and everyone's like oh oh you're like yeah. as Lev Vygotsky said it was like who the, hell, who the hell is that? it actually sounds like a Harry
2: but, Potter spell it's true.
0: Levigatsky. <laughs> <Yeah. Levigotsky. laughs> but we agree with him. Conversation is the foundation of higher thought. And higher we're going to hopefully get at some today.
2: I, yeah. I guess I agree. As, as I demonstrated at the beginning of the show, I think I'm, I'm, I'm in airhead bow mode right now. <laughs> so, you so, know, it's going to make for an interesting well, conversation. It's, it's and I'm like, what's the word for conversation? Um, oh, it is conversation. All right. So how you guys doing,
1: man? What's new in the life? I, well, I'm going to jump in because I just made the biggest luxury purchase of my life today. So that's pretty big.
2: Wow! So you got a house? Is it a tiara?
1: A tiara? Good one. <laughs> no, it isn't. It is an automobile, a car, a rust bucket, so to speak, a depreciating asset, to use the lingo of Michael Hodgins. Um. But specifically not a rust bucket because you didn't buy a rust bucket. You bought
0: a fairly new car, as I understand.
1: That's true. And I'll just say that, like... Uh, you know, it's the first time I really bought a car. I got my license like in my mid thirties or early thirties rather. So first time I really buy a car now, I got the kids, so I gotta have safety, preoccupations, and even though I don't drive much, I felt like it was needed. So I'm glad, but man, is buying a car a huge pain in the ass? Like it is just absolutely a huge pain. You have to talk to a bunch of people, nobody who trusts you and you don't trust them, and you're all trying to screw each other to get the best price. It is the worst. There's a reason car salesmen have reputations they have.
0: It, they also have the most obnoxious radio ads in in existence. I, I'm driving in my car recently and you are talking about – uh how many ads there were on the radio, I started actually paying attention and I was like, wow, there's so many car ads and they're so annoying. You guys wanna like do Delari? Have you got plans this weekend? Cancel them. <laughs> <Yeah. 'Cause they laughs> I, I,
2: I, I thought we were all gonna do Delari in unison.
1: One, two, <laughs> three. I don't want to give them nobody any, any...
0: deals. Like Delari
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Larry. It, it is crazy, um, the sheer quantity, the sheer quantity, because I had started to pay big attention to them because I wanted to know what sort of what were the carrots being offered because there's always like a sale of some sort going on all the time everywhere and what's good for me and what's not good for me. But honestly, like I would say on radio, regular radio you listen to around the city, 70% of all ads are for car dealerships, car promotions or whatever. And it's just like, like I bought a car. When am I going to buy my next car? Like uh, maybe I don't know. Ten years? Is that even po- like? So those it, ads no longer mean anything to me for ten years.
2: It depends it, it, if you get hooked into the modern uh, middle class lifestyle, which I don't think will happen to you because you're very prudent with money. I think overall, but you know, you can in a couple of years you might be able to trade it in for some sweet incremental upgrade that might be meaningful to you and you just don't see it right now. So, like, you might want them. Do you have butt warmers?
1: I think so. I'm not sure. Well, if you didn't have butt warmers,
2: you might start considering getting butt warmers and say, you know what, what's an extra three grand and trade in my car next year, you know?
0: (laughs) It's possible. It's also such a big business. I mean, there's not, like, you might say you might not buy another car for... You know, ten years. But if you drop, you know, however much you dropped on on this car, if you span that out over ten years, it's probably more than you're spending on other luxury items per year over that same time. So it's it's it it commands so much money from people that it's a big business, and people drive hard to get that money because, you know, it's it's the biggest people aside from purchasing houses is about the biggest purchase people will make.
1: And it's funny because I told the guy when I was signing it too. I'm like, man, this is the biggest luxury purchase. Uh... I made in my life. He's like, well, what about your house? And I'm like, that's a necessity. And then he's like, well, this is kind of a necessity. I'm like, no, it's no. not. And,
0: and, I'd slap that
1: guy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then he was like, he looked at my address and was like, oh, no, it's, you know, it isn't. But like for some people, depending where you live and whatever, it borderline could be. Just like right now, a lot of people are saying Internet is a, a necessity or a human right or whatever. Well, like in some places you would need that as as a car. Right, I, but, I but don't. they're modern. So it's a luxury for me.
0: Yeah, like and that's fair fair enough. But those are like construct needs, right? You know, like there's the there's absolute basic ones of like you must keep yourself fed uh, and give yourself water and you must protect yourself from the elements so that you don't die. So shelter or house like those are the absolute basics Something like a car like, oh, it's a necessity because we've designed our cities around cars. But that's the construct. We made it that way. It didn't used to be. It It also depends on a horse. I'd say... In any
2: case... I'd say car is a scaling thing depending on your career, too. Because a lot of jobs require a driver's license or are far enough away that you need a driver's license.
1: I think if it's not already in there, next time we refuel the random topic generator, we should put in cars.
2: I concur. Speaking of that... Speaking of random topic generating, Mike, you're our professional uh, engineer of random topics. Um... Would you like to get the machine started for us?
0: Machine's still under warranty. Let's do it. Man, it's
2: been like how many years? That's
1: a great warranty. Company <laughs> makes this thing <laughs> again? I forget. Well. Nobody <laughs> deals.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. The topic today is almost timely, as there is an election coming up in this country. The topic is democracy.
1: Oh, democracy. It feels like we've done a lot of crises or like anarchy? We did anarchy. Yeah.
0: I don't maybe well yeah, it's like we did monarchy. Monarchy? We, yeah. Did we talk
2: about communism? No. We talked about censorship. Socialism. Did we? No.
0: No. I, no. But in any case, we do have those kind of like social structures. Um, you know, government structure, like monarchy is a different political structure, and democracy is another one. There's this great quote by Winston Churchill, which I think is, anyways, it's something like he said something like, democracy is the worst possible system to govern a country except for all the other ones. And you're like, and I'm like, hmm, that is a good quote.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's like a comedian's bit, though, really.
1: Church well, a lot of those, you know, it, it's
2: you, like it doesn't really. It, it's
0: cute and funny and everything. Like I like but it, but, but it doesn't. What it doesn't no, mean anything. The thing <laughs> is, no, it does mean something. I think it's 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 quite meaningful because it's it's one of those things where when you think about democracy, so like us, we're going to be uh, allowed to vote or have our right to vote. We can exercise that right in a in a couple of months here in Canada. We say, oh democracy you know the vote the people speak and then really you go to a ballot box and you put a ticket in every four years and that's your say and how the and how the, the the country is run and then you can get into all the kind of things of coercing of votes of voter apathy of lobby interests all these things and really what you have is a say once every four years so you I think what, what Churchill was saying, and I think he, he was sort of quoting someone else as well when he did say it, but um, is that there's – democracy is not perfect, but, but it's better than, say, totalitarianism or uh, monarchy. It, it's it's just – it's incrementally better, but it's still got its problems.
2: Yeah, I, I think – I yeah, I guess maybe – I was incorrect. Like I, I think I did take that away from from his little joke. It's just I, you know, the subject is very deep, and it's definitely strange that you know you mention we vote, um, you know, once every four years, and and you and I had a conversation about this this week, Mike, where it's like that's literally my participation in the in you know. We all live together as a community. The idea is that we share common interests. We follow common rules to build a community where, you know, the majority, um, like where we can all expect to live peacefully and in harmony, you know, with one another. But I feel so removed from any activity whatsoever that has to do with this endeavor and, it seems like you know. Yeah, I just come show up every now and then and give a vote. You know that's good enough. You're yeah, democracy. But I feel like I have absolutely no agency uh, in the community, the, in the way the world in which we live. You know, inside of our borders. And I, honestly, I have no interest in it. It's not like I'm complaining necessarily, but my brain looks at this information and says, "Well, that's kind of problematic." If you live in a place where You have the ability to participate in making change. And we can get into, realistically, how much agency even someone who tries has in a democracy.
1: But um, certainly, you know, it's, it's rough. And I think that depends on the state of the de- democracy. Recently, Canada is being sort of scrutinized. Like, there's a there's a, a international bodies that review the sort of state of uh, of democracy in Canada under democracy our current government. Watch. Yeah, some <laughs> somewhat, in in, yeah. in like, it's not. De- Democracy uh, is uh, an, an ideal in as much that it is um, a way of governing ourselves. But under that, there are so many ways that it can be done. And really, the, the, the base value is just giving the individual the ability to uh, to uh, decide on, on you know, participate and make decisions uh, collectively that that will, like, lead your your nation or, or whatever is. The, the committee or whatever you're in that's under the democratic process in a direction. So everybody has a say. I understand what you're saying, Bo, but the one thing I, I, I would counter with that is like even if you live in a democracy, even if you do not participate, like even if you are not the person running for election, even if the only thing you do is vote, even if you don't vote, um, you are li- generally around the world if you look at democracies compared to countries that are not democracies mm-hmm. you are generally enjoying better living overall living conditions because there's less of a chance at, supposedly less of a chance of tyranny in a in a democracy uh, and so if things get too out of whack and i like not to deviate too much but uh, I would argue the states are heading in that direction if, if things get too out of whack the idea is the people at one point will yank it back into balance right and so so even if you don't do anything or you don't do you're enjoying you can enjoy the benefits of, of being in a democracies you're talking about I, like a
2: disparity I, of power between the, the people who have the least versus the people who have the most right.
1: Well, I, think, I just I, want to I,
2: clarify what Crofton was saying. I,
1: yeah. well, I, just, I just mean that uh, yeah. if you live in a democracy as opposed in, – in a country – and again, I'm only talking about democracy here as it pertains to governing countries as opposed to – like anything can be democratic, right? Um, I'm, I'm saying that it – generally, if you look at democracies and you look at countries that are not democracies, the people who live in countries who are democracies are, are better off and i believe that that is due to a balancing that that is done by the people you can't get away while there can be unbalanced it it can only be within a certain you know level before people start turning on it and yeah,
0: like it- it it makes basic sense. I mean, if you think about it, like if you compared it to say an absolute monarch and the king's like, I'm gonna tax everyone because my palace needs more gold walls. And then, well, okay, well, you, you know, the people have no say because it's an absolute monarchy. In a democracy, if you have uh, someone running for president or prime minister or something, and they say, you know, I w- will uh, make lives better and more jobs for everyone. And then you get that person, and then they tax everyone like 90% and build a gold palace for themselves. You're gonna say, that guy is a horrible leader, and next time there's an election, he's gonna be he or she is gonna be out. And so that holds people to account in a way that something like a monarchy or a dictatorship simply doesn't. Um, <clears throat> and you know, and it's it's interesting. Another point I wanna bring up kind of about democracy is the idea of majority rules. And I think some people have all you've heard the I heard this term before. The democracy is just a dictatorship of the majority. And then you'll hear counter to that being something and I think this is what Crofton's referring to, responsible democracy, which is a democracy that acknowledges the interests of the people who didn't vote for them and makes sure that, you know. Not it's just you either you're a winner or a loser. It doesn't work like that in most responsible democracies. But to some extent, you know that does happen. You can point to things like uh, the Nazi Party in Germany. Germany was democratically elected because enough people were convinced by all the you know the political landscape of the time uh, that that was the the best the, the best uh, party to lead the country and we all see how that went I mean everyone you know you throw through Nazism is like the worst case scenario but that's what can happen with democracies if you have um, a majority who wants to do something horrible and they all agree and they're the majority you can vote that in and uh, and that's the kind of scary thing about democracy is it is this balance and it can it can get out of whack and hopefully um, you know, people th- – there's usually enough discourse to bring things back to a, some kind of moderate, uh, you know, uh, political political leanings. But it can go the other way um, if you have a very homogeneous society where, where you have this ma- a majority that wants
1: something that's maybe not good for the minority. I'd also – Go ahead. Sorry, I and and also like like democracies can be M- Mike's talking responsible democracy, and I think that that's true. What, what uh, when you look at democracy in terms of go- governing a country, it can really be very different. Like you can have uh, and you see fledgling democracies that are still trying to get set up. You've got we're under a constitutional uh, democracy, so technically the Queen can could. You know, get involved that will probably never happen because we would all just march out. But Mike and I, at one point, when we were back, we backpacked through Mexico in 1999. And during our, our trip, there was an election going on. And uh, at the time, the PRI party in Mexico had been in power for something ridiculous like 40 years, yeah, or 40 years plus. Like, in it. And while there had been opposition to them and, demo, you know, democratic processes like elections and stuff, it had kind of been, you know, very sketchy. Like it was technically a democracy. You know, people got to vote and all this sort of thing. But there was so much going on to keep this this party in power for so long um, that, that, you know, it, it would be difficult to – consider it an advanced democracy and that's why like when you compare something like that that is still probably technically a democracy to say our democracy or if even you compare our democracy to the uh, the the one governing the states right now i think you would see Big, big changes in the power of the individual as opposed to the masses, the involvement of money, the involvement of corruption and all that sort of thing. The more people that are involved in any sort of process, be it democracy, be it communism, be it whatever, the more chance of things going wrong are. It's very difficult to keep things like squeaky clean forever.
2: Well, stru- I mean, structures of government so far haven't necessarily eliminated the concept of power right like cuz that's you know if we talk about things like totalitarianism or monarchies or whatever like the idea is the power is centralized and stable with from a certain small source and like in democracy i sort of view like power as being dynamic and shifting and so like i don't know you can we can we can ostracize a villain like you know because we often say like oh in a democracy we can string up the person who's the bad guy but, you know, I'm a, when these articles come up in, in the press and stuff like that, um, you know there are other people involved that aren't getting the attention and that the power shifts elsewhere, you know, that there's a lot of subterfuge. Um, there's a lot of... There are a lot of proxies employed uh, in terms of how we structure our society, you know. Um, and I think that, like, I think those those people wanting to exploit power... Are ever present in democracy as they are in other places. It, it's the
0: language and yeah. and the game is is played differently. It, it is, and that's. I think that's a that's a valid point. And and you know, one of the the cornerstones of democracy is that you have. Um, who, whomever r- running to represent you or, or be the leader of the country, and they put forth um, a persuasive argument to convince you to vote for them. And this sounds, you know, in an ideal world, it's someone laying out, you know, very concretely what they actually plan to do, as specific as they can be, um, and that's counter to someone who has a, a different way to do it. But as we all know, and you know, pers- in in persuading people, there's a lot of stuff you can you can do to persuade people that's not really you know on the up and up. If if you're talking trying to be really ethical, uh, as long as in the end you can convince someone, it doesn't really matter how you do that. You can do that by making your opponent seem like an idiot, which is done all the time and often works. Even just as simple as that, being like that person's a moron. And there's ads, you know, we're in the the era of attack ads. They're they're big in the states they're growing in canada you You make your opponent look like fool uh and sometimes that works um you just can essentially just use uh, you know i think of you know george orwell and a lot of the stuff he talked about like doublespeak um and things like that are just true you see them where, where they say one thing like we've talked I think, before in this show about I think in the show, and our, our our current government and other other governments too will will put forward an act in parliament, and they'll call it something like protect. Uh, Children from Child Predators Act, and you'd be like, "Oh, of course, that's not. Why would you not support that?" But then you read into it, and there's a lot more to it than that. So that's that's what happens in in democracies because you're always persuading people. Um, people want that are looking for power can use borderline nefarious means as long as they can convince you. Um, they use communications is used. Um, explicitly to make sure that messages are are received as like very specific they, they don't want to give you the truth and let you figure it out they want to give you their angle and version of the truth and have you receive it the way they want you to uh, to convince you and maybe that's fine but it's it just leads to a lot of half truth I, I think that in modern de- yeah well yeah because modern democracy
2: Here's the thing about scaling, like I always think about scaling democracy because we talk about messaging, we talk about convincing people to come out and vote. I look at everything that comes out of every political party and appearance on a show as the most highly impersonal thing because how do you communicate with millions and millions of people like if you think of a democracy with a couple thousand people you might talk to the head of the blacksmiths and convince them in person to be on your side or you know you you would be in touch with community members and i think you see that maybe in smaller townships that have like elections for like mayors or whatever you know that that personal touch but how like how at what point do you scale democracy to the point where it's virtually meaningless? Because there are so many people involved and so much nuance in all those relationships that we're really just like it's Twitch Plays Pokemon, but for government. It's like you know, it's just like it's it's that's as about as 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 helpful as the populace is in making important decisions about the country in which we live you know we don't get to vote
0: on every bill that gets passed we maybe we should you know well and and i mean to, to think about a recent example of that you can look at greece where they've been um in mired in debt and well i don't want to get into the Details of what's going on in Greece, or, or talk about that. But the bottom line is, they held a referendum uh, to on this issue because they said, "Okay, this is yeah. a contentious issue. This like bailout package to accept it from you know the European Union." And they made a referendum, and people voted um, to not accept it. and 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 not only did they vote at like sixty percent, every single riding in the country. Carried the no, so that's a pretty that's a pretty solid uh, democratic message from your people. But in the end, the government did accept a package that it was not what the people wanted because of the influence and pressure of essentially uh, we talked about capitalism recently on the show of the kind of capitalist banking system, of the pressure of other states, which which can you know an individual democracy has to respond to external externalities. So there's just an example of like you can put it to the people and say yeah. what do you all think? They're like we all think this, but, and you say, "But,
1: oh, but you can't I can't pro- do it." The problem is Wait, that question is stated like to, too
2: simply, you know. I know you I, like I, a turn I, to
1: talk. I just,
2: yeah. you know. So, yeah, Crofton, go
1: ahead. Greece. Uh, yeah, I just the Greece example. I d- I disagree with a little bit because I think that like if anything, it shows like a. Uh, uh, A democracy where – in democracy, you can vote against your best interest potentially. Like you could collectively – like my body could vote to cut off my foot and even though I don't need to cut off my foot, then I could cut off my foot. wouldn't make me better off. Like you can – if you can convince because in the greek uh, greece example there was campaigns for and against the the no if you can convince the people to vote a certain way that's contrary to their best interest and i know who determines your best interest that's 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 very uh, debatable as well but like if we look at a demo, if we look at democracy and democratic process and take a step back from the nation state example before getting back there we we end up like with um, what I think is a system that generally works pretty well, but there are some exceptions. Like, for example, the military tends to be divided by rank and hierarchy and leadership, With uh, whereas – Something like uh, uh, a working group or – like this podcast, for instance, is a democratic process where we all pitch in, we all provide different opinions, and we all have a voice, right? It works well for designing this podcast, but if we were designing – if we were – Uh, developing an army of podcasts to attack the evil podcasters. Uh, I mean, at that point, you would want like generals and and hierarchy and that sort of thing. I understand why the military is structured the way it is. So I think then for looking at the top, top level, like when you get like it's Bo said, you get to the point where it's really difficult to communicate with everybody, but you got you've got like you know the highest level imaginable. What do I ideally want there at that level? Do I want it to be like uh, you know something like the military, or do I want it to be something where my voice is heard, but it's one voice of a zillion, and it really it just goes into the ether or whatever. I think when I look at all the options, it it goes back to like Mike's Churchill quote. I feel like democracy tends to almost always be the best, or at least the least bad option. Like uh, it's rarely, uh, rarely would I vote to or would I choose to not have my voice heard. I guess is and there's ways that democracy can be better or worse, but I just I just feel like none of the other options seem that great. because well, yeah, but- the
2: other options are like and we've done this in our personal lives, and I might have even done it in some of our podcasting stuff, to my shame, where it's just like, just let me do what I want and trust me because I have the right way. And you know, <laughs> like let me let me do the thing. Like you can see you can see the temptation on a fun like on a government level for a party to say, like, we should be the ones leading it because we have the right answers on how to do that. And definitely that's the whole problem is everyone wants to have a say, even if their say is not that smart, you know, like. Um, so I think you make a really good point about, you know, voting to cut off your own foot. I really didn't think of it that way. And, and I like that.
0: But it's um, but it, so- you know, it is it's a, it's a good example. But it's also like you think of here in Canada and the issue of. Uh, Quebec the province that has tried to separate a couple times it's essentially the foot saying we don't want to be attached to you and we have the right because we're a democracy to say we're leaving uh, and and they you know and in that case they did not achieve their majority but we're very close to it so as much as you might say like hey foot you know i need you if if foot is like no, no, I'm I'm going, you know, and 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 it's a democracy, and you believe in you know that that everyone has a say, and in that case, I mean, in this case, there's like you know lines of sovereignty because this provinces is not like a whole thing like a like a body, um, but but it's, it's that's that's what it comes, you know, that that's what always worries me about it when you do have people that that do decide they want some type of thing and then um it just doesn't happen because of some other other interests like you can think of. Also, another example of like in Egypt, uh, there was what the Muslim after the big re, their, you know, the Arab Spring, the Muslim Brotherhood elected the, or, or a president was elected, and it seemed like you didn't do. I, I didn't follow that that closely. It seemed like you didn't do a great job. and Essentially, the military stepped in and took him out again, but he still was democratically elected. Like he still did get the majority vote, and you know, and and again, that comes back to democracy maybe being like the problem of what the majority might want. And, you know, is a military supposed to serve as a check, as they did in that case to say, like, okay, this guy is maybe not so good. Uh, And you can, you know, you can question whether there should have been that stepping in or or not. Or should you always just respect what the majority says? And it's it's really not that cut and dry. And, like, and again, coming back to Churchill's thing, there's a lot of wisdom in that quote because it's like, yes, it's a good system, but it clearly has issues. Uh, And in the Greece... uh, is another example of that maybe, you know, and Crofton said it, not in their best interest to have voted against that. But then you should say, well, isn't that their right? And they should just have been, you know, kicked out of the Eurozone or whatever. And
2: Again, best interests are not as cut and dried as all that, like, best interest might be dying for a cause. So, like, when we go to that Greece example, you know, the question shouldn't be, hey, should we should ex- accept this pass- pa- package? It should also be, so if we don't, what are we doing as a country? Because maybe they're going to come and, and pillage us, or, you know, maybe people... Will, like, there are consequences to things. At You know, what are you prepared to do if we're not going to cooperate with the rest of the European Union? Are you prepared to send your children to, to war? It, it, like these are the conversations you can't have on television talking to 32 million people but if you really want to be a part of what's going on with your country these are the things that are happening and um
0: you know like i think there's also there's also at this point because the world has changed in the past i you know say 50 years uh, well, it's always changing. I guess it's maybe a stupid comment. <laughs> but uh, uh, in any case, now there is a lot more, um, you know, because of globalization, there's a lot more external pressures that sort of like, that sort of have to be acknowledged. You have, a, there's agreements with other countries that are apparently, you know, legally binding. There's things like, you know, Canada, we have NAFTA, the free trade agreement. And Canada, can be sued by Mexico and the United States under NAFTA under international law, which is apparently binding. Uh, you know, if they don't respect that agreement, so if you voted in the government said, okay, we're canceling NAFTA, it might not be that simple. And that's kind of the part of the issue with individual. Nation-state democracies, because there are, and the same is true of Greece. There's there's so many external powers and pressure, which are legitimate, and you have to be balanced. And I think that's you know the the, the trouble that leaders have, right? You've elected, and your your populace says this, and now you're the leader, the the party, or a minister, or whatever, and you have to balance that to some degree with what your neighbor states are saying, what the international. Um, Consensuses or whatever it is, and finds a balance between that and what your people want, and those things don't necessarily always line up. It's definitely like messy, and I've, I've also heard democracy referred to as that. But I do think coming back to like where, could, how could it be better? Uh, things like, um, you, you know, and, and sometimes, and, and again, maybe this is just messy. Or again, but but just allowing people to have. You know, it's not always a referendum, but maybe more active participatory democracy, and this is a concept that I think has been around for a while. Uh, and I'm not sure how, it, or if it's used in a very much. I don't think it really is. But the point where you have certain bills or laws going into place, and then you put it to your populace to say vote on that maybe that's a big can of worms you know and i don't know
1: well see it, what's interesting about that is um i recently uh, at, at my work uh i I work for a government of canada department which passed um Passed optional legislation for First Nations called the in this country called the First Nations Elections Act, and what it did was it provided them with an optional system to to hold elections because First Nations hold their own elections in this country most of them, and uh, the thing is most First Nations held elections every two years, and would um, which is generally most uh, Western democracies it's a four year process. And it just there are so many problems that then come up with just having these quick elections. There's elections appealed. There might be sort of investigations into elections. There could just be like um, you could just get started on something. Two years is really for governing any sort of large scale body. Not that long before you know you're back on the campaign trail. And you can see this year uh, in Canada we started with this fixed election date law. And, uh, and the states have had fixed election dates forever, and because of their fixed election dates, that the, they often refer to the president, especially the last year lame duck uh, president, because he essentially can't run again, and he uh, and they know exactly when he's out of office, and then the entire last year is spent campaigning. Both both of the two parties in the states they just campaign, campaign, and now in Canada we're on campaign. All the time as well. So there are problems or issues with democracy, but I come back to like it has been since the ancient Greeks, we have not come up with a better system. And if I if I would say in terms of like these sort of things, democracy is an extremely flexible one. There's Tons of different types of democracies. A lot of them have their own individual problems or challenges that they have to deal with. But more often than not, again, you're better off with a democracy unless one of you guys can come up with like something that's better. Even like using the a, a term like bullshit to refer to democracy seems like almost like giving up because like there's – there'll never be anything better. But it, it would have been found by now.
0: If no, I see, I, dis- I disagree with that. I think there is – these They're things are, probably are all included. staunch communists saying, yeah, there's something better than democracy. It's called communism. Well, <laughs> well, well, I mean, but, they can you know. be both,
1: though, right? It's more that these, uh, things, are, these things are these of are.
0: These things are incremental. You might have had, you know, the monarchies lasted a long time. They're probably like, name me a better system than hereditary kings. And no one had thought of it. So you're like, oh, until like the barons said, hey, we want some power too. And then it's like, okay, now you have ruling aristocrats. And then it's it's a it's a stepping process of sharing power. And I believe there is something, just because no one thought of it does not mean it doesn't exist.
1: And it's also coming It'll be back- a type of democracy. Like democracy, yeah. it's not like it. it Things like both Bo saying communism, you're saying monarchy. That's not the same as d- democracy. There's democratic processes and stuff, but, but democracy as a whole, like it'll be a variant of democracy, is what it could,
0: will be. Okay, but but you raised some a really good point, which was the every four years problem, and that is a problem. And especially it comes to light, especially when we talk about things like climate change, where we need to think about. What's going to happen in 50 years, 100 years? But your government is worried about what's going to happen in four years or in this country if it's a minority government in a year or two years. And so – and what's in, what's prescient in people's minds is often like – Uh, They're they're not thinking about the next generation. They're thinking about like, well, I don't have a job now or uh, taxes are too high now. I don't care about 100 years. But these are problems that must be dealt with. And I heard – I recently read this um, book about climate change and they had sort of – they were saying uh, Naomi Klein, she's a prominent like climate change person and Uh, activist. Did you read her new book? Yeah, the yeah the She's climate got change a new one. book on climate change. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty depressing, <laughs> but I believe it was in that book. It might have been somewhere else I read it, but I think it was in her book. In any case, uh, that the country most likely to come out of catastrophic climate change if we hit that, which it's you know depending on who you ask that's becoming more and more likely catastrophic climate change we're talking you know mass migrations mass dying like really bad stuff and they said the country most likely to survive this in in good standing is china because china is not a democracy so china can impose draconian uh, rules and laws and 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 make things happen that in democracy people would not stand for. So they can say, "Oh, okay, the shit is hitting the fan. It is time to do this." And people will be like, "You can't do that." And he's like, "Well, you know what? We are." And that might ultimately be in the best interest of the people in that case. Whereas democracy is unfortunately, you can be led by the stupid. So if the majority of people are stupid, so you or and I and I use you know because, I'm, I'm being but because personal freedom is. Is a is a, a high
2: value priority in a democracy where it's not so much in communism where it's the good of everyone.
0: Right? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, and uh, and I mean, I feel like communism and. Totalitarianism, they kind of get mixed together there a little bit, but or dictatorship for that matter. But in any case, and and I've heard other people argue that there's some advantages to dictatorships, and I think that people like us in the West who prize individual liberties and freedom say, okay, well the the, the benefits outweigh the negatives. But then if you're talking about something like say climate change and people who just like, well, I don't want to give up my sweet Humvee or my lifestyle that I enjoy, and if you say like But that will kill us all, and they say, "Yeah, but I don't care. You know, I want my thing, and I'm going to vote this." And and that's so that's what like it's it comes back to the fact that it's just it's so messy and it might not be in our best interest because human beings can ultimately be selfish and if that's what gets votes then that's what makes governments and that's what makes policy and that might not be good for everyone so like that's an extreme example and and hopefully you know we get our acts together in 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 the you know in free quote unquote free countries and, and do something on climate change so that it doesn't result in something like that, but clearly there's issues with that four year gap and politicians having very short windows to do uh, to, to enact policy and not and not think about long term pictures that are that need to be thought about by leaders. Yeah,
2: it, you know what? All that talk makes me think of, and it was all very good. Um, is pa- the parenting problem? Because, you know, we talk a lot, not that well, we talk a lot about how to, to run a country, but like how to raise your children is by no stretch should be a democratic process for the most part. You know, if your kid wants to go smoke crack at five years old, you're going to, you know, assert your authority for the good of your family, for his his or her long term good. And People in power in governments can say the same about shepherding their people. And so, you know, when we talk about democ- democracy being the you know the best solution or whatever, I like democracy, um, but I'm biased. I, I'm indoctrinated with the democratic doctrine. And, you know, when I think in the world about people who would say otherwise, I feel like I need to keep an open mind because I haven't, Read or understand an objective enough study on what is in fact the better way to govern people to say um, truthfully that, you know, yes, democracy is the best form of government. And Mike, you illustrated a really good example as to why depending on what vector, what goal you're trying to accomplish, shepherding people in some cases can best be accomplished through power or else, why would the military operate the way? Why isn't the military democratic? It's not because it's I, not an effective employment right. of that service. Yeah, so,
0: depending on what you're trying to, so to you, view.
2: Know, it's, yeah. uh, it, you know, de- it's you know, it's. But I would say... I, we I would like our res- personal freedoms, you know? I
1: would I would respond to that, to both of you, and I hate this term, with check your privilege. We're, we're in a democratic society that allows us to do this podcast, to talk the way we are. I very much doubt there are people in any other society that is not democratic, that is like, oh man, it would really suck to be in a de- democratic society. Like, if you're being censored, if you're being, like, uh, oppressed, and I mean, Mike's yeah. right about these leaders, they these monarchs or whatever uh having long um long reigns or, or 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 power but don't think for an instant that in any sort of dictator situation that that dictator isn't overly preoccupied 95% of the time with preserving their power that's all they care about and they get overthrown all the time and to to Beau's family point i think that's a really good point it's why kids why why they always talk about uh, voting ages uh, and when you should be allowed to vote. It it's less to do with the smart and the stupid, and it's more to do with like when a child has formulated their you know the entirety of their brain and stuff. So I, I'm not.
0: Uh, but the same, I mean, the same thing could be apl- applied to pol- to politics from ad- adults. I mean, there are there are people who are apathetic about everything aside from their individual lives. I mean. Uh, uh, Andrea was telling me recently she heard something, because uh, this campaign is happening, that the NDP leader was going around Ontario, you know, starting an early, like, campaign thing, and they were talking to people to ask how – to find out how well he was known, and they'd be like, do you know who – this man is, and, and most people they asked did not know who he was. You don't know his name like, for this story. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well yeah. I, I'm not mentioning Thomas Mulcair Care, but uh, people don't know who he
1: is. Okay. <laughs> Bo didn't know, did he? No. Yeah,
0: See, Bo <laughs> didn't know. Now, this is the I still of the don't
1: opposition.
0: care, too. Uh, right, so that, Our but next that's an Prime minister. example. That's an excellent example. So Bo doesn't know who the leader of the opposition are is, uh, someone who, who may form a government or it might be Justin Trudeau or it might be Stephen Harper again. But the point is there are so many people who do not even know who's running, like let alone what their policies are, are going to be. Yeah. These, but, but these people – but you still have a vote. Now, I mean I agree with everything you said, Crofton. Like I I wouldn't trade our personal liberties uh, and all those kinds of things for kind of the greater good or, or – some you know hope you had some like leaders that will make the best decision for all because I think that's unlikely and there's clear problems there which history has demonstrated but I think there's certainly room to grow because um, you know when you have a broad citizenry that includes um, informed uh, engaged people and you know on the other end ignorant, apathetic people, all those people make up the whole thing. And, you know, you ha- it's a balance. So, so I, I mean, I don't know but, what the answer is. But, they're, but there's- I-
1: they're ignorant and apathetic because their lives are pretty good. That's why if they were worried about you know uh, getting home because the police is going to like start issuing them tickets at six pm. If they were worried about not having food to eat at the table. If they were worried about if these things were large scale issues. And and again, getting back to my America example, I think you're going to see stuff there in the next little while because I I think that some of those are becoming issues. At that point, like if our biggest problem is apathy, it's the that that comes as someone. A, a, a lux- apathy is a luxury, and it comes from uh, having a strong uh, like I, democracy. I, I
0: think. would basically disagree with with that with that point because I would say, like, if you look at at people like us, like, if, like I'm I'm an engaged voter, and, and you are Crofton, and we know lots of other people, and 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 we're people who are pretty well pretty well off, so. Uh, it's not that the apathy comes from being having that privilege and having that luxury. I think it's the opposite. I think like if you talk to someone who's homeless in this country, they probably do not k- care at all about what's... Who's, they can't even vote. They don't have ID. Uh, they don't have an address. So it's just like those people don't care. They're not going to get involved. And also, even some of the people who are just um, making ends meet in crappy jobs, often with them, the refrain is like, it doesn't change anything anyways. Uh, and, and they don't vote. And when you think of the big blocks of people who vote, it tends to be like older people who have some money and are well established in their lives, and they they come out to the ballot box. It's like so, there are those issues to deal with too of of the kind of disenfranchised person who just thinks nothing changes, so why should I vote? So, I mean, you're not wrong. Like like I'm not totally disagreeing with you, but there's also. The disenfranchised people who just don't care because it never benefits them. He's anyways. pretty much describing me. Like, like, I, like but see, like I, that's,
2: I'm, I'm pretty
1: much like I don't
2: care. Like, but you know,
1: I I know, and I know you don't, but that's your luxury. That's your benefit of not caring. And I disagree with sort of my painting all homeless people like that. I, I I'm sure that some of them are fully aware, and it might be it might be a local thing for them as well. Like they may be most concerned with participating in democratic. Processes that are going to ensure that they're going to have food in their in their mouths, as opposed to the high level ones that's nation building and that sort of thing. I just think that like. Uh, when you're in a democracy and uh, and things are going generally different shades of well for the majority of the population, and you guys talked about this, these, there's minorities and there's majority. If the majority of the population was miserable in a democracy, there would be counterbalancing, I think, uh, especially if if it was due to decisions made by the leadership. That's the advantage of that, and we live in a democracy in which people can afford to be apathetic. And yes. I'm interested in politics. It just so happens that I am. I know tons of people that I play frisbee with or I do other things with that make tons of money. They don't know shit about politics or care. But that's their right. They're able to because they have great lives here in this country and in, in, in many democracies. And while I believe that you can improve democracy, I just think that it's – uh I just think that it's like, by and large, whatever improvement you're going to make, it's still going to be a democracy. Democracy, what we're looking at in this episode, is essentially for governing, I think, the best option. So like to be like, oh, it's shit or it's crap or whatever, or we can improve it. That's great. But if you're improving something, you're still on board with that thing. You know, so anyway, I'm I'm ready to go. If you guys are ready for verdicts, I have pretty much steamrolled right into mine. I think.
2: Oh yeah, why don't you keep going? But let's bring in the farm animals to spectate. Uh, where are the farm animals?
0: I do not know. It's like animal farm. Back to Orwell. No, no. <laughs> that book's just nice. Still relevant, man.
1: <laughs> Order! I said. Order!
0: Yeah. yeah, let's get
2: to
1: order. Uh so Crofton do you wanna just yeah, I'll I'll go first. I'm gonna recap. You guys are gonna be on the same wavelength. I already feel it from this. So like I'll I'll go first. You guys can counterbalance afterwards. Uh I feel like you guys are Bo's gonna to point to being apathetic and not involved in it and 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 Mike's going to say that we can improve it and this sort of thing. Um those are all really good points, I think. And they're both Stop predicting our verdicts in Beau, cast years. <laughs> Bo's identity Well, I'm going first, so I have to sort of work with so So Bose has identified issues, and and Mike has as well, and and talked about sort of improving it. And I do not think all current existing democracies are all uniformly perfect. By any means, shape, or form, do I not think that. Do I think they can be improved? Absolutely. But we are talking in this episode about democracy. It's like... A writ large democracy. We're not talking about these individual little democracies. We're talking about sort of the ideal and process of of democracy. And I currently have enjoyed living in a democratic society my whole life. And I am not blind to being like, if you put me in Iran tomorrow, I'd be like, wow, they really figured stuff out here. This is the best place. D- democracy was hugely overrated. I love being told what to do by the. Uh, uh, no, I I know that I the democracies. Be it like a constitutional democracy, be it, uh, you know, uh, the American type democracy, they can all be improved, they can all be tinkered. But I would say that it is the best system of what is available and any system that is created in the future will just be an evolution or a change to the democratic system Uh, for it. To go the other way, to totalitarian systems, to systems which I agree work in certain situations, like the military. Yeah, even private corporations. Uh, I do think that there's other uh, uses for other systems. So if we were talking about other systems, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're crappy either. But I can definitely say that that if I said democracy was anything other than good, then it would mean that every other system I would have to be saying is, is below that because – Democracy is the bar to which all—I I would say—all others have to meet or surpass. And in my opinion, it is the best one. I'm going to say democracy is good. Vote for me. <laughs> all right,
2: Mike, you go.
0: I was going to get you to go.
1: All right, fine, I'll oh, go. You—you oh. oh. you conv- you convinced
0: me. <laughs> elect me mike for president
2: all right um i'm gonna try and keep it short and sweet which means it's gonna be another 10 minutes of this um that, generally speaking i like the personal freedoms i have from a democracy and my understanding is that democratic environments uh, you know countries that govern themselves that way afford the greatest personal freedoms um so that you know as much as i don't understand stuff and can be apathetic about democratic environments that is definitely something that I enjoy quite a bit and that I feel is characteristic mainly in democratic environments I think of you know reporters in Italy uh having a hard time getting you know thrown into prison for dissenting with the government and stuff like that it's you know that stuff is is horrifying and at least here there's a greater opportunity for freedom of expression we can do this podcast even if controlling interests and power brokers you know own you know media outlets and own things and can still stifle communication that these things it doesn't mean we don't have them and so uh that being said you know if we're gonna say democracy is the best version of government that we've come up with maybe that's true i question my bias when i hear it for the reasons I said at the top. I think when it comes to governing people, we've not arrived. So I think it's a fallacy to say, hey, democracy's the answer. It's the best answer yet, which we've said on the show. Everyone's said on the show. I don't see a lot of people trying anything else, unfortunately. If you know something could be better than the thing you're supposed to be doing is actively improving it. I see no active improvement. We all act like we've arrived. And that's maybe where I have the biggest sticking point with democracy is, okay, if it's not the best thing yet, then why are we staying stable? Because people in power benefit from, you know, the status quo. And I think that, and this is me putting my tinfoil hat on, I think we need to move forward and have a hive mind where everyone can be interconnected in a very efficient way. But that involves evolving into something new which I'm all for. And for that reason, the reason that we've not yet arrived at to the hive mind is why I'm going to say democracy is bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right. Vote boe for hive mind 2015. Yeah. Join me in the hive mind. We well, I mean, we all get yeah, equal we- say because we all share a mind.
1: <laughs> equal say, uh, if only there was a system for that.
0: This it's been a very interesting conversation. I'm having Sort of a hard time because Crofton, you know, he did a very convincing job. Um, uh, vote. I, sh- I should vote. Croft. I'm thinking about voting for Croft. But here's the kind of. Here's the kind of thing. And if you, if you, it's like a lot of times we conflate things. So we conflate, say, uh, democratic system of electing leaders as the same thing as guaranteed personal liberties. So say you had a king who said. I'm going to guarantee by rule of law, fairness, equality, and and that person, you know, this is like Plato's, you know, philosopher king, say that person exists and and life is good and justice is served and people are happy and, you know, that's going to work. It would work and people would like it. Now – (laughs) <laughs> that I think that's it, again, history tells us that generally doesn't work because those kings are people and a lot of them are jerks and don't, you know, do the right thing. But it just goes to show that sort of assuming that democracy I mean, we have more personal freedoms guaranteed because we can't hold our leaders to account. So sure there's a component of that there. But it's not the same as freedoms and liberties. I, I think that there the problem I have with, with democracy and uh, again, going back, I agree with everything Crofton says. Is how much of it relies on coercion, um, on you know, as Orwell put it, doublespeak of plain politics. Like anyone who pays attention to politics you want to rip your hair out after a while because it doesn't matter whether you agree you know you're on the left or the right or you agree with a political party or not The it, it drives you insane the way the way democracy is played because people want power and that drives me nuts. Now I don't know what the answer is and as with many things where people say well tell me the answer what's better than democracy? It's like well if I was that genius you know I, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast I'd be off somewhere doing something else. I'm not that person and I don't know when it's going to come but I have I do not believe we've reached the pinnacle of governance. I think that we started the show with Winston Churchill's quote, democracy is the worst possible system to govern ourselves by, except for all the other ones, has profound wisdom. But also when you hear that, you're like, man, that sounds like bullshit. And I think he had it right on. And that's where I'm going to land on my verdict that it's it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> Man, Winston Churchill. I wonder if Winston Churchill imagined there'd be a
2: podcast in the future where three guys would discuss his profound words, you know, I'm over sure. this thing
0: called the internet. <laughs> and he was he would like, "Not have cared about this
2: podcast." Yeah, I think the, the I think his quote is apt
0: at the same time it's from another world in a
2: way you
0: know it's funny because this was a tough one because i'm like you know when crofton was saying what he's saying i'm like i agree like i don't disagree but i still it's one of those things where i'm like but i, I there's room for improvement this is like you the know? good side of bullshit it's like oh it's
1: good it's good we've arrived I-
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's funny uh what was your verdict again Terry? it was we're bullshit for, anyway. bullshit
2: so two bullshits in good. go hive mind we're not there yet
1: we haven't <laughs> I like how somehow <laughs> both was about the hive mind <laughs> the uh, it's it's funny because not to pick on Mike, but I've got this scrolling list of like whenever he makes a reference uh, that I've been writing down. So he's he made that Lev whatever Russian guy uh, Plato in the philosopher. <laughs>
2: he has
1: uh, Winston Churchill quotes, George Orwell times two. I wrote one was Animal Farm, one was nineteen eighty four, uh, and he used the Greece example. Uh, I think I got. I think that's all. Sounds
0: we like I'm pretty well read. I, yeah. I wish we
1: had a fan out oh, there. Is that a criticism? And Thomas Mulcair. Thomas Mulcair. I though. wish we
2: had a, a fan out there who could start a Michael Hodgins says Twitter account, and whenever
1: Michael Hodgins <laughs> Mike, makes a quote, there's Mike's. a new tweet. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, I'll give my credit because not only is uh, uh, does he make. Does he, he draw solid references? He also phrases them in in ways that you could have a Twitter account like that because mine would be would be filled of likes and us like so sweet like uh, Chiller Chill said um, like no. twelve tweet chains yeah you know <laughs> they're like you are out of characters
2: I'm like goddamn well speaking of social media it's time to give you guys the business um, you know what do you have an opinion on democracy? I mean you have the personal freedom to express it or maybe you're listening from a country where you don't you should send us your stuff and we'll send it out over the airwaves where you know, we'll tell the world about it and we can even if you mark it in the email that it's anonymous we won't say your name so you know send us your emails we know you're out there listening our email address is goodbadbull at gmail uh tell us what you think about democracy are we a bunch of bias indoctrinated democracy pigs uh tell us we want to hear you know your divergent opinion if you have one um if you want to subscribe to the show get more episodes have them right when they're you know they go live go to iTunes go to Stitcher or go to our website goodbadbull.com and listen there you can also find us we're experimenting a bit on soundcloud.com uh that's another popular option that people like uh for listening to um, you know free music and free podcasts were are present there and you can just listen off our website because we have a soundcloud embedded in the post so it won't stop after 10 minutes um so that's also good for everyone Finally, uh, you know, you can follow us on social media. Great places to find us are Facebook, uh, GoodBadBull, or sorry, Facebook.com slash GoodBadBull. And on Twitter, Twitter.com slash GoodBadBull. You know, our username is GoodBadBull. Generally, everywhere. Finally, if you want video version of the podcast, go to YouTube. YouTube.com slash GoodBadBullShow. GoodBadBull is taken, even though there's no user on there. But it's GoodBadBullShow. All right, I think that covers all of our doobly doos. Uh, you know, find us on goodbadbull.com, Crofton. If our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to in the internet universe, uh, that Churchill might have imagined back in the day,
1: uh, where can they find you doing? They can uh, they can follow me at Crofton steers on Twitter. I I got to say, I don't have many Iran or Chinese followers yet. I I don't know why that is. I'm assuming they can use Twitter because why wouldn't they? Don't they live in democracies? Come on, get with the twenty-first century.
2: <laughs> uh, you know you're a democratic pig. Why would they want to listen to your democratic
0: thoughts? Maybe maybe they don't, English is not as big or
2: <laughs> And that person speaking is Michael, who you've heard the past fifty-nine minutes speaking. Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you?
0: I can send your votes at ML Hodgins Making trying to make an effort to. Do this stupid Twitter thing. The
2: tone of your voice really suggests you're making a very (laughs) (laughs)
0: enthusiastic. Man, every time I look at Twitter I'm like, this is such bullshit. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) vote for Hodgins. The other
2: thing I forgot to mention with all the doobly doo, we have a viral campaign going. Write to us, and we will send you free stickers in the mail we'll pay the postage the stickers are good bad or bullshit what we want you to do with them is stick them on things like a cop car that's something we've been discussing but you can stick them on your significant other or on products in a store snap a photo and send it to our twitter good bad bull where we're gonna like we're curating all the photos we're gonna post it my mom did a few this week she ranked me as bullshit and also one of her coworkers workers is bullshit
1: um, <laughs> don't do people, not people. That's not me. Yeah, right.
2: maybe it's kind of personal attacky, but it's it's, it's okay. That's all yeah. right. Just don't. don't I you believe in rights, Crofton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's I think fine. We know that. Just good, bad, or bullshit. Whatever. It's a viral campaign. Just you know, don't be a douchebag about it. That's all. Uh, we won't we won't post your photos if they're like racist or homophobic or something. Yeah, right. But, um yeah, we have a viral campaign. It's awesome. And Mike's stickers look gorgeous. Mike designed the stickers. They're fantastic.
1: I've got nothing but compliments from the people who've received
0: the stickers. They stick on things.
1: Hope this goes better than our last viral campaign. Bo was in the hospital for, like, two weeks after that one.
0: Mm, wrong kind of virus? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it was...